Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I go me a pasta pasta. No, stop, girl, why do you drink until I get it? Drink and rave till the morning light, my girl. Center, 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 center. Have a stop, stand, don't, don't, don't. You know who this is. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing today? Mm. RPP and we are back. Uh, we just want to tell you, thank you, thank you. I know every week we come on here, we all tell you guys, thank you for just always sticking with us, always checking us out, sharing, liking, subscribing, all that you're doing. We just want to tell you, thank you and encourage you to keep sharing, keep liking, and tell your friend, which is sharing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, for our um, online listeners, we just want to say hi. So again, this is Sophia, Shar. Hey guys, Misha. Hey, and Carrie. Hey, hey, y'all. Now that's taken care of. But today we're going to just do something light and easy. We're just going to ask a few questions. We're going to answer them as honestly as possible. Um, and we hope that you can find time with your girlfriends to talk about these questions as well. Okay. We should have so without a any further ado, right? you want a drink? Yeah, yeah, we should have bought a drink. drink. Uh, well, I do have my drink. I, I do. What is that? What do you have, yeah. my dear? What? I have my water. Does that count? No? Oh God. Wait, but what do you have, Kara? Uh, uh, some white wine. I got up in the finger lakes. That's right. <laughs> what is happening? That I am is not prepared. Too proud. <laughs> Carrie, I'm not even mad at you, but for real, I want to go get my wife. I'm wondering which one you had. I haven't opened mine yet. It's been a week. Okay, I'm true, and it's just Thursday. It's listen, one more day. You can do it. We can do it. Praise him. I just hope I'll make it through, but we can do it. We can do it. (laughs) All right, ladies, are you ready for your questions? I hope so. You hope so. I do. You'll be fine. So in no particular order, here we go. Um, when have you felt the most challenged? So think about your life. When have you felt the most challenged in your life? Let's start with Misha, because I'm looking Jesus right at you. <laughs> you. You remember when we were doing the questions and I started with Char and Char was like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> It was me. I was like, look how sober I called me. <laughs> <laughs> um, when was I most challenged? Probably um, just in life in general? Life in general. Whether it be um, work. Most challenged probably when I transitioned from Jersey to Houston. Agudo. Metelanogo. Um, in other news it is freezing in jersey and it's 75 degrees here 
So well, I'm okay, um, I think. I think I'm okay. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm, Until the storms come. Keep it up. Oh. Right? Who are we checking in on hurricane First of season? All, there are storms exactly. everywhere. Y'all just had a storm too. It's not we alone have storms. It just is mm. what it is. Take you take mm. your storms as you get it. So I guess I will take mine as so. I prefer that. I prefer Do you like to talk a little bit of like explain a little more why was it so bad for you? Um I think because it was the first time that I was um kind of by myself. Uh, I moved here for the support and in the first probably couple of weeks it didn't it didn't feel like it. Um, and also Trey didn't come with me. So it was just me and Z and you know it it all felt very new, very weird, very hard. We we talked about financially how um, I still had a life in Jersey with the finances and still was trying to make it here all the time at the same time. So transitioning, the transition period was a struggle um, and mm. probably the most challenging. I mean, I've done quite a few transitions in my life, but doing it with kids, because I mean, doing it by myself is one thing, but doing it with kids is a whole different thing because then I got to think about them like is he okay am I doing the right thing for him is she okay with just me did we make the right choice and just trying to figure all that out was fun that's a good one okay um Carrie what about you um my most challenged time in life is is navigating my relationship with my brother um my brother is, we have a, what, a 16 year difference. And so I think it's been as he gets older and he hit the teenage years, it was just, it was very rough. Um, because of the age difference, there's almost like a motherly role that I take on, but also a sibling role. And it's, it's you challenging, that. right? To mm -hmm. set boundaries, but also not. And it's, Ooh. That was a challenge. That was a challenge. Yeah. Younger siblings can be can be a lot. Especially when they're separated by age like that. Cause yeah. my goodness. I mean, a whole you you could be you could be his whole mother. Like literally. There are people who have kids at 16. So yeah. And I think the the layer to it too is you're older, so you're all it's almost like you're co-parenting with a single parent, but you understand them as a sibling because you've been there. Right. So it's like you have to ride both sides of that because you want to set boundaries. You want to set a good example, right? You want them to get the lesson, but you also don't want to come down too hard because you knew what it was like being that age mm -hmm. and not feeling like anyone understood you. So it, yeah, it's... Carrie, I understand you very well. Being that I have, I my young brother just eighteen years um, mm -hmm. different, and let me tell you, and it's hard yeah. too because you want to be their cool sister, you know, mm -hmm. right, you know, yeah. but at the same time, because you've been there, done that, you you see the stupidity, you're like, no, <laughs> like don't mm -hmm. do it, and they're, they're quick to remind you, you're not their mother, but in your mind, you're like, oh, I could be your mother, right, <laughs> like. Yeah. I get it. What about you, Shar? Um, 
So I would say, so I thought of one thing first and then as Misha and Carrie were talking, I thought of something else. So I always think of my um, doctoral study because it was so stressful for me. And I think it's because I was, when you, when you get to, I'm a good student. That's what I think. So I was good at classes and showing up and doing work. But when it came to like, and so when it came to dissertation and having to do my own research and kind of being out there and then having people judge it, <laughs> mm-hmm. then it kind of gets to the point of your life when you're kind of wondering, you know, now it's like on show, on display your thoughts and what you think your best ideas are. And then people's sole purpose in life, these well-educated, been this for 20 odd years, purpose in life is to read this, find holes and show mm-hmm. you just how much your work does it, you know, like just how many holes there are and how much you need to fix it to the standard that they can't define because it's only, it's your work. So you have to, they're going to say, this is not sufficient, but then you have to find out what's sufficient, you know, like you just keep trying. And so that I think is very hard. Mm. And so when I was doing it, I mean, I knew my classmates had similar issues, but we didn't talk so much. I probably only had one or two that, you know, we really talked about it. But at some point, because we're doing different work and they can't help me, that is the only time in life I've ever been so nervous when I was presenting something. It was only my dissertation. When I had to do, like, there's a symposium you have to do for your department and there's like your defense and all that stuff literal body calm down I, How long was your defense? I hear people talk about it but i'm like what literal mm. never experienced that in my life and and as evidence that it's like not it's like a thing do you guys remember when we were in puerto rico and my classmate called me freaking out she was breaking down on the phone like it's a thing it's like made to break you down so it always feels like trauma to me <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, sure, I remember when my sister finished her her um defending her or um thesis whatever you, you guys call it i remember she, it was like she lost 50 pounds it was like mm. oh my i was God, so I, mad I, I was so vexed when i put on about the weight <laughs> what do our next phd okay <laughs> never <laughs> but i can honestly say my most challenged moment was literally one day and that's when I had to leave the hospital and leave Elizabeth there. I, I, I kid you not. I don't know how they got me out of that hospital. I, I, I don't think I walked out. I think I maybe like levitated out of the hospital because it wasn't my, my legs didn't carry me because they, they were like, ma'am, you got to go. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving. Like, ma'am, look, but you really have to go. And I'm like, no. I think that, that one day, if I really have to pick a day, would be was the absolute worst mm-hmm. Um most challenging day of my entire life but um mm. okay good answers guys let's move on to question number two. Oh mercy how much was i'm gonna start with carrie on this one yes no, what, is one thing, carrie, what is one thing you wish you had known before beginning your career mm, i like that one um one thing i wish i had known Honestly, man. So 
full transparency, the thing I wish I would have known earlier on is that you can make money traveling the world. You can make a career of traveling the world. I feel like if I had known that and I don't want to say known, but accepted that as an actual career choice, I would be doing something different with my life. That being said, I love my work, love the you know career I'm in, but had I known and accepted that sooner, I feel like I'd be doing something totally different. Um, not to say that I still can't do those things at a, at a different version of myself later in life. Um, but yeah, I think that's the one thing. There's a ton of things I wish I had you know, known sooner, but I think you learn the things you're supposed to learn as you go in your career, if you're paying attention, so. True, very true. What about you, Mish? One thing I wish I had known in my career. Earlier. Before, Earlier. Yeah, before beginning your career. What career I wanted to do. I don't know mm. if that's a thing, but I mean, I've transitioned, I guess, kind of mastering some things, but transitioned through um, a bunch of things. And I kind of wish I had known and stuck to my passion instead of letting things fall into place as they come. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's one of the things that I say that I am going to try and figure out for my kids. Not to say that my parents weren't good at that, because if I said I wanted to jump out of planes for a living, that they probably would have been like, okay, let's try and find somebody who jumps out of planes to help you. But I think I didn't know, and I think I probably still, I kind of know what my passion is right now, actually. But that is many, many years, many, many jobs later. So I kind of wish I was able to explore that earlier mm -hmm. in my career um, and know how to do that earlier in my career so that I can pinpoint it. Because I don't know, jumping around, yes, it exposes you. And yes, I am a generalist, as in I know how to do a lot of crap. But there are a lot of people who are specialists who are in, in their passion making that money and doing what they do. And you see them all the time. This person's 30 years old and they're 30 on the 30 and they found their passion and they're making it work. And I'm like, at 30, I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that looks like. And that's, I mean, that's okay. You know, you don't have to find your passion before 30. I'm not trying to say that, but I kind of wish that I had realized that it was okay to try and find it instead of saying, let me just settle figure mm. things out, let it play out, and then trying to figure it out later. I don't know mm. if that's the kind of answer you're looking for, but that's the only thing. Yeah, that was a good, that was a fair answer. That was a good one. Um, what about you, Shar? Yeah. Um, actually, what's your passion, Misha? Oh, that's you know, a great question. that question too? I was yeah, when you were talking, I was like all into it. I was like, wait, did she... She was like, she was like, she knows what it is. I was like, she knows her passion. I'm pretty pretty sure. come back to that one. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that my passion is helping other people. Um, and it's also sports. So combining the two, hmm. yeah, like we it, in our family, we have a little circle. 
because you know we'll brainstorm ideas um, and then for example I'll say to my father why don't you do this and he's like because what I'm doing here falls into um, the little gap I don't, I don't know what it's called but so you have the circle the things you're good at the things you're passionate about the thing that makes you money mm-hmm. and he's like this falls in the middle of the Venn diagram right of the Venn diagram so mm-hmm. um it's trying to find all of that because you can find your passion but it makes no money is are you going to be happy mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right are you going to be are you going to be happy okay. or you can yeah. i mean y- you have to find points that intersect and i think that mm. i was trying to make sure that i was making a living um still saying okay if i f- stumble upon my passion that's great but what's most important is that i can feed myself i could try to take care of my parents at some point that became priority and i think that earlier in my career if i had figured out that i just need to find the intersection of the venn diagram and that would be what i needed but yeah so I, I think I am narrowing it down. Um, I think it, as I explore more more things that I'm passionate about outside of what I'm doing to make money, then or even what I'm good at, because I, I feel like I know what I'm good at. And I feel like I probably know how to make money, um, but it's trying to intersect them all. So, hmm. Back that to you, Shar. Long answer. <laughs> you still need that answer. Um, um, I from for the career that I'm in, I wish I had started earlier. That's it. But I, but like Misha, it took me a while. And to be honest, I, I sometimes it's hard for me to say that because I took this journey to where I am, and so it brought me here. I'm not sure if any mm-hmm. other journey would have brought me here. Um, mm. but, for, but it would have been beneficial for me to be younger <laughs> right now, um, in any case, only because my job is like a 24 seven type of job, but you find mm. a way not to do it 24 seven. And so when you're younger, you can make lots of strides because you almost you're living that don't care life. But now I'm, I need balance in my life and I have to, Something just can't, it can't be 24-7 because there are other competing interests. And um, and so that's what it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So for someone who's pretty young in their career, it would be nice if I were younger. Um, but, so funny um, because I don't, I don't see you as being young, young in your career. I feel like as long as I've known you, you've been... That's the worst part of it. So... When you have a terminal degree, you only are as old as your degree. And so mm. I have over What is decade. a terminal degree? So like a doctorate. Doctorate. Oh, okay. your own, your own, yeah, so I'm junior because I'm only two, uh, three years out of my doctorate. Meanwhile, I've worked in the field in public health for... Two. <laughs> It's not age me, but honestly, you know, like decades for a long time, you know, since 2005. That's crazy. So, um, hmm. But yeah, it is what it is. 
That's yeah, that's crazy. That's why I don't know why people get. I mean, I do get why people do it, but I, I don't. If you were to ask me, what is that one thing I need before? That requires anybody who has a doctorate. I feel if they're honest, they they know that there's a lot of there. You have to have ego. It's it's ego part of it because um, you're 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 trying to earn the right to stick to to a body of knowledge and you're trying to state that you are expert in this thing and so you're researching this thing and you're becoming more and more an expert in this so you can speak on this thing or you can teach on this thing right and the ego goes in many ways there's nice ego and if you're ever exposed to people in academia and research there's ego ego right so but it's trust me there's always a little bit of like you want to see your claim you have to be that way all we do is judge each other, whether it's oh, brands, wow. papers, oh my gosh. presentation. It's all like, does this meet up to standard? Is this rigorous enough? Does this make sense? Is it valid? Should it be included in a body of knowledge? Should we use it to make decisions? Every day, someone's judging your work. Wow. Or you're judging someone mm. else's work, right? It's that, it's that doctoral degree that makes you guys always looking up at your nose, your nose that people like, Oh, oh. Or some say? people, no, oh. the ego, <laughs> the ego comes in different ways. There's definitely that mal, maladaptive, dangerous kind of ego for sure. But then there's there they're wonderful people. This is why, yeah. But anyway, I know I don't want to break. I'm like, but this is why I'm looking forward to talking about um our upcoming topics. Excited <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Uh, if I had to pick that one thing I wish I knew, I've always loved education. My mom would tell you that as a child growing up, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Then I came to America and I attended school for the first Then I changed my mind. I was like, forget it. These kids, not happening, not happening, not happening. But as you can see, I went right back to my first love. But it's one thing I can guarantee you that had I known I would have walked away for sure is not every parent truly wants their child to learn. Um, and mm-hmm. I learned that the hard way. There's some parents who really do not want their kids to learn. They actually mm-hmm. want their child to fail because when their child fails, it gives them money in their pocket. And um, it, it, mm-hmm. that, that was very hard for me as the time as just a teacher and now as a parent, it, it's just something that I just, it's a pill that I don't want to swallow. It's very hard to even understand how you as a parent um, would purposefully sabotage your child's education. So mm-hmm. that's something I wish I know. Because I, had I known that, I think I would have walked in from education, honestly. Well, it's a good thing you didn't know because we need, we, we as a parent need people like you in the system. It's, Girl. I mean, if you go into it thinking you can save every child and every child mm-hmm. is gonna succeed, I'm telling you, both my parents are educators. As long as I've known myself, I said I couldn't do it because they leave their heart out there every single time. And eh, eh, not mm-hmm. I, but it requires a special type of person to do that. And everybody's not in it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not leaving mm-hmm. their heart out there. So it, when you come across the people who are willing to do it and put in the work, I am grateful for it. Those are the people who should be getting... I almost said PhD money and then realized that PhD people don't make PhD I was about to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> Let me just, just tell you something. Like, Everybody uh, with a PhD would make more money if they were in private sector. Just mm, FYI. Sure. Very true. Mm. Yeah, almost very true. said My PhD students, money. 
get their <laughs> masters and make more. Another thing, you know, I mean, like it's 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 very complicated why you end up with these parents like that, but I think when I feel like they are blessed for having a teacher like you because if they literally have a parent for whatever reason don't have the capacity to right. even care, you know, I'm just trying to collect checks on their failure. I feel like teachers, like the amount of stories I have heard, like when I talk to like um you know, I used to TA when I was in grad school and I used to teach in like a lot of pipeline programs. And when you hear about the impact that teachers can have on people's lives, it's like the students almost need you. Yeah. So, girl. You know, I, I, I have to share this one story. True. She is my, she's like my, she's not among the first group of kids that I've taught but she she I will not forget her she's just like I'm just I don't know what the word is one of my students the other not the other day but a couple of years ago uh, a client of mine because for those who don't know I, I braid as well and a client of mine recommended this other person to go come and get their hair done and as the person was walking up my steps I was like oh my god she was one of my old students and mm. as I was braiding her hair and we were talking, I was saying to her, you know, what are you doing with yourself? And she was like, Miss, Miss, Miss Terrell, because at, at that time I was so Terrell. She said, Miss Terrell, I am a nurse and I'm in grad school. Mm. And she's like going wow. through all these things. But listen, the, it's not the fact that she's a nurse that made me super happy and just so proud of myself. It's had you known her, which was in my class. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. you just like, believed you. <laughs> I was yeah. like, if I can reach you, then have a father. <laughs> okay, because this is a kid that, like, give him a check. Pass listen, <laughs> mm. I was just like, listen. In ten years, you're gonna have about ten kids with ten different baby daddy, and I don't know, what, <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do with you. But I never stopped trying because I, I knew she was smart. Mm. Like I knew she was smart, and I kept saying to her, "You can be so much more if you just tap into your potential. You can be so much more." And to hear her say to me, Miss Terrell. Those words, you can be so much more if you just tap into your potential, is what truly stuck with her after mm. my class, after high school, into college, and now into a grad school program. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like saying, all my kids, you can be so much more. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Did you used to teach fake students? Because I used to teach fake students when I was younger. When you were up? Yes. We yeah, used to yeah, have yeah. class on the stairs and I used oh, yeah. to teach. Mom said you were passionate about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to stand and, and you know, you like your bed in Jamaica. I used to push the bed down mm-hmm. and stand behind the bed. There's nobody there except the dog looking at me. Or from outside, of course, you know, Jamaica ain't dog, no, no dog alone in your house. And I'm like, you're not listening. My mother always said, your, your kids are going to have a problem with you because all you do is correct them. When do you teach them? <laughs> <laughs> this class is on discipline. You're always correcting your kids. Oh, Poor kids. 
for mm. you. But listen, mm. it paid off because now it's one thing Sophia don't have, but it's behavior problems in her class. So True. all those years of practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. Um, what makes you feel inspired? Think about, you know, just in general. What makes you feel inspired? Shar. Hmm. Ah, okay. I am just like a born hopeful person. So I am just inspired. I'm honestly inspired when I think of like, newness and so I'm just I'm inspired by the fact that yes today sucked or yes this is but tomorrow's a new day I'm literally that person I am that annoying person who <laughs> has bad days but in my brain I am well aware and it's proven time and time again that tomorrow as long as there is time there is hope or there's ability to change. So nothing is stuck. Nothing is set in stone. Everything, you can always work on something tomorrow. So, and that's something I did have to teach myself when I was feeling stuck. And a lot of times I have proved it time and time again. I'll feel stuck in something, can't figure something out. It's frustrating. Like you cannot, like you cannot see a way. Sleep on that. Sleep on that bad boy. Mm -hmm. And try again in the next morning. Have a new perspective. Take it off your mind. Go read a book. Relax yourself. Let it go for a little bit. Come back to it. And you do. Your brain is just that beautiful. It just keeps working for you. You know? So mm -hmm. that's my thing. I just, as long as I have time, then I, you know, nothing is a full stop. I need to, and you need to teach me that art because I haven't learned it yet. But, um... <laughs> What about you, Carrie? What makes you feel inspired? Uh, Sean, that was good. I think that's that is important to look at every new day as a new opportunity. Um, what makes me feel inspired? I will say, I look back at my own life story, and I'm inspired by that. Um, I'm inspired by my mom and her role in my life story, um, because I think it's it is a reminder of all the things that you thought was going to kill you didn't kill you and you're still here. And I think that is really, really, um, I feel more connected to that than I, I feel like I've ever been before because I feel like now I have to be quiet and I have to be home and I can't be, you know, moving around as much, but I, I feel like my story is, uh, yeah. To be here to tell that tale, I think is, is wow. So, yeah. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, it's a little bit of what Char said. Mine is kind of twofold. I think I'm inspired by the possibility of the end result. Um, so hope, um, as kind of what Char said, you know, tomorrow is a new day, but even more long term than that. So I need to do this because what needs to happen in the future. But I'm also kind mm -hmm. of inspired by other people's long-term happenings. So I look mm -hmm. at like, for example, my grandmother and say, she did it. She went through this process. She's able to do it. You can do it. But yeah, so other people going through the struggle and being able to see that they've made it through it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's right. that's a word, Misha. Because a lot of times um, it's just so, like you're like, listen, are you gonna be the first person to do this? No. Okay. Well, that means <laughs> people do it. <laughs> you know, like, right? It's a thing. Yep. That is true, guys. I, I, it's so funny that you all said that because I think mine is a combination of what you all just said. I remember when I was back in my first real trauma happened when I broke my leg in Jamaica and I really thought that was it I thought I, I thought there's no way I'm going to recover from that like hot girl Sophie in our cast on our leg <laughs> like <laughs> how do you recover from Not that you're like yeah I feel that. No, but can, you have to understand this I broke my leg during my birthday month you know so like how am I going to walk out in my cast first Mikhail walk <laughs> All the things we think about. Right? <laughs> this was this was real back then. This it was, was in the was... height of our hotness. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, so bad to go hop out. Oh, okay. But, Sharpa, but you're right, because guess what? That's exactly what happened. I hopped out. <laughs> no, I know, if you know my birthday, it's for those who do not know, it's a few days from Christmas. So I'm hopping out on my birthday and I'm hopping out at Christmas. And I realized even with my cast, I still had it. So I spent two, I spent the whole time worrying. And I mean, I'm a worrier. If you know Sophia, I'm a worrier. And I was worrying, like, how am I going to pull it off? Listen, guys, back then, you know, in the country, you don't have much going for you. Okay. So when you're, when you're considered to be a hot girl, that was like a big thing. All right. People don't judge me. Only don't judge me. All right. That's why I'm not just going for me back then. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Legit. I spent a lot of time from the day I got the cat, from the day I found out my leg was broken mm. to my birthday. When I tell you sleepless nights, traumatized, how am I going to pull it off? And then my mm. birthday came and went and I'm like, wait, I'm going to understand. Like, it happened. That's it's right. Like, you know? Yeah. It's that thing. What I spend all that time worrying for? But, you know, we're, we're like, we, we, we find ourselves going back to the same place over and over again. But Carrie, Carrie said it. When I look back on the, the things that I've been through and I look at myself and I'm like, you keep making it. Like, you keep coming out of them. You know, it, to me, it's so inspiring to think, you keep coming out of them, Sophia. You, when you're in them, it feels like you're gonna drown, but you keep coming out of them. Like if you right. keep, if you think about that, when the next hard time comes, mm-hmm. it'll be less stressful, you know? Right. Yeah. So okay. yeah, that's it um, for me. But Uno, don't judge me. Yeah, I'm coming from straight country. No judgment, my darling. Right. None at all. Embrace it. Don't judge me. <laughs> and you said the right thing, so because that's where I learned <laughs> about the next day and hope and like being inspired by new because every time I worry and fret over something, you know, kill up myself. How this going to do? How this going to work on? No, 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 no. What's going to happen? Every time I realize that life keeps moving mm-hmm. and it's the same life that keeps moving when, you know, like we have trauma and we want to stop and it seems so rough that it keeps moving. And mm-hmm. it's the same life that when you need it to move, it's moving. It's the same life that just keeps mm-hmm. moving regardless. So yeah. even when like I'm in really bad circumstances, I'm always reminding myself, well, Char, you've been in a bad place before. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just yeah. time just going to keep going and you're going to catch up eventually. It's going to pass, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. everybody's past. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. I agree mm-hmm. with that. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. 
A hundred percent. He'll he'll preach the sermon and he loves to say it all the time. Um, he was like, Why do you think a lot of the stories that the Lord that Jesus telling the story always start with and it came to pass? He was like, just keep mm-hmm. thinking about that. It came, but it didn't came to stay. It came to pass. So mm-hmm. it's going to pass, but it's going to come. Like you can't stop it from coming, right? Because what would life be if these things weren't happening? Right. But if we just keep in our head, like, all right, they're here, but they will pass. I think it will make it so much easier to transition through our rough mm-hmm. times that we have in our lives. So Word. thank you, ladies, for, for, for sharing that. I really, that really a good point. brought back some good memories in my life. <laughs> Girl, it's still hot. Right? right? Talking about heights of hotness. <laughs> Child, please. <laughs> You can't load up yourself. Me still hot. Me still hot. You can't. Back you can't then, maybe I wouldn't have been my friends. I don't think you understand. Okay. You oh, okay. <laughs> we're not hot. We're not hot enough. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I know I'm still so I don't know what you want to have. Running with a different crew. Okay, with myself. That's hilarious. Anyways, um, so ladies, what do you want people to feel when they're around you? Boy. When people are in your presence, like what do you want them to feel? How do you want them to feel? Inspired. Let's go to Carrie. <laughs> What'd you say? Me? Inspired. Mm, yes. I want people to feel calm around me. I want people to feel a sense of ease. I think um, ease is important to me, like having just a sense of calmness and peace in my space. So that's the type of environment I like to cultivate for others when I'm sharing my space with other people. Now, unless we have a house party and it's just going to be popping because <laughs> that's and we know that on. from experience. <laughs> There's a time and place for all things. Uh, but for the most part, I want it to be quiet. <laughs> Done. Done completely. <laughs> what about you, Mish? Oh, you said inspired. Sorry. Well, Sorry. Inspired, inspired only because we were talking about that. But I mean, now that I really think about it, I think I want um, people to feel um, accepted. Um, not judged or feel like they're less than. I've been in circles where I do not feel like I belong there um, mm-hmm. for many reasons. And I feel like mm-hmm. I want people to feel comfortable and can be themselves without judgment. That, that's not, not to say I ain't judging you now. But... <laughs> <laughs> as long as they feel like they're not being judged. That is correct. Gotcha. I'm just kidding. I'm sitting on the table. It's hard for me to judge people unless you like whatever. But but seriously, I, I mean, I I just know that I don't like that feeling of just this is not my and everybody's not for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. everybody is not for you, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't want people to be around me and say, man, when I'm around that person, I feel less than or I can't be mm-hmm. myself or mm-hmm. Um, I feel mm-hmm. judged or any of those things, just yeah. can, they can be themselves and be okay with that. That makes Fair sense. Enough. Char? Um, 
I think it's pretty much the same thing Misha just said. Just be yourself. Because so I have this thing that I keep saying. I say it all the time. Authenticity. Authentic. I like I love to preach on that because there's nothing more comfortable than just being yourself. And so I try to see people where they are and accept. Honestly, that's that's my thing in life. I want to just be if I can if I can see you and just accept you and then that's enough like without too much like too much explanations or whatever and I don't mean like if you have teeth you know I mean your personality <laughs> I'm about to say I'm like sometimes <laughs> I don't mean that I mean well. my friends my <laughs> friends who I love and trust who are all very different from me the teeth I don't are want... on me I won't judge them <laughs> <laughs> I mean my friends who I love and trust um, and they're very different from me all I want to do is know them and accept that. Do you know, like, I am I am the weirdest person. I am very comfortable chilling with my friends. This is a chill space. We can go idle if it's an idle space. Like, I just want everyone to just be themselves and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. That That's really just it. Like, I want to be on and popping with Carrie. Okay? Okay. And I will help Misha judge a few people. Okay. On the law. We're not telling them we judge. What is wrong with you? We got to put you up on this judgment game. Probably silent judgment. Yeah, I just need, I just like to enjoy people as just as they are. But not every people. Sorry, guys. Right. Because you are not for everybody. It's just my people. Like They're my tribe. And so, yes, you will see them act away and Sharifa accepts them and I won't accept X person over there that acts the same way. That's because this person here is my person. And that's just the way it is. They're not perfect, but they're mine. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about people in my space. That's funny. Mish, you said it. Not everybody is for you. You know, I, I had the same conversation with myself um this week because i'm like okay listen people world whoever's listening i'm not <laughs> so sorry right? you know she had a whole conversation with us <laughs> a whole conversation with yes myself, right i'm not perfect right but i was like and if i'm wrong y'all feel free to correct me i was like my girls like me they love me like That's they accept a, me for my just the way my, you are there you Sophie go is right that. outside listen <laughs> that's my girl that's my Sophie listen but I was like there's some other people that I know that if they were given the opportunity you know they they may take me out and I'm like dang Sophia like how is it that and everybody well Misha you're right not everybody is for everybody that's right right. it it is what it is so in my company I guess I would just say I would just like people to feel comfortable right to just be yourself and if you're not the self that i want to be around then i'll just take one myself but um as long as you're comfortable being yourself then you know it's you i i I can't tell you who to be and i don't want you to fake to be someone that you think i want you to be right because at the end of the day you know authenticity you do not want (laughs) yeah you do not want nobody around you you try to second guess like yes ma'am it's okay. I agree. My, my, my mom said this to me the other day. She was like, listen, it's best you know who will stab you in the back 
than the ones mm -hmm. who pretend that you are best friends and still stabbing you in the back. That's so I'm right. like, listen, you love me? Great. You don't? It's fine too. Right. I got That's people true. who love me and I know they do. So it is what it is. But ladies, you guys did great. And we've come to our last question and I wasn't going to do it, but I actually really want to hear the answer. Oh. So I'm going to do it. So here you we go. You start, you start. Right? She don't uh, start, none of them. She the good Thank things. you. Thank well, you. you are moderating. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to moderate. Okay, so oh god, the question she is the moderator card. <laughs> oh god. So our, question, our final question is in a relationship, oh my what is important for others to know about you? And this can be any relationship, whether it be with your family, your friends, work, any relationship. What's that one thing you want people to know about you? Let's go to Misha. <laughs> you already knew it was coming, okay? You already knew. Here, people. It was coming. <laughs> Boy, I am judging you right now. I'm calling out for the next one that you're a moderator. I'm just going to take the day. Take the day off. Oh, gosh. Terrible. It's Just rough out here. I want people rough. to know that I am picking new friends. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Too Basically. Late. I'm just going to have extra what? friends. Way too late. Um, I don't, I, oh, I kind of want to see everybody's question answers because <laughs> usually, seriously, because usually, I mean, I have an answer in my head, but usually you guys like inspire my answers. So I think my answer right now would be that I kind of want people to know that I am in therapy and I am not crazy. <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, this is serious. I, yeah. I mean, I am working on myself. Is that maybe, yeah. I, maybe that's what I should yes, say? Yes, that's. I beautiful. am working yep. on myself. Yeah, that's it. That's nothing else. Good. And that's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. What about you, Carrie? Um, what I want people to know. I want people to know that I like deep conversations. Mm -hmm. I am. I. I feel like I am, I feel glorious when I'm having a deep conversation with, with someone because it allows me to really understand who they are and they get to see who I am in a, you know, less surface way. Cause if you, you know, I want to have a surface conversation. It's like somebody in passing at Wawa. How you doing? You good. Okay. Have a good day. Like, wait, it's wait, very did you just say Wawa? Wow. I said Wawa. 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 from New Jersey. Wawa. Wow. It's not I just New Jersey, ma'am. You got to be in a specific <laughs> part of New Jersey. <laughs> no, why was it North Jersey now? Girl, no. They have them in North Jersey. And yes. Wawa has expanded. I mean, it's not close to me, yeah, but yeah, Carrie, there's a North Jersey around the corner from us, right, Carrie? This oh, one around the corner. Yeah. My bad. They didn't get up bad. here yet, but they're, they're close enough. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wawa's expanding. Um. But I like deep conversations and I don't want to be judged for that. I don't want to, I don't want people to feel like it's a heavy conversation because deep doesn't always mean heavy, but I want to know more than your favorite color. I feel like if I, if I'm around you enough, I know what your favorite color is because I see you wear it all the time or you talk, you know what I mean? If you really listen and observe people, you get to know some information, but if you're having a deep conversation, it feels rich. It's like you're just in a luxurious space of like, okay, okay, okay. okay. 
a luxurious space. It feels luxurious to me to have deep conversations. Okay. Well, at least let me know why she don't talk to me. Okay? <laughs> um, I'm the Wawa guest. I'm like, Wawa, hey, how you doing? I'm good. All right. I can't <laughs> I'm joking, guys. If you're out there listening, it's a joke, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> what oh, about God. you, Shar? Yeah, that's silly. I always want people to know that I am a lot of things. <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel like people think I'm this thing or I'm that thing because I can be really studious. It doesn't mean I'm only studious. Just because I love soca, it doesn't mean I'm only soca. Just because I like um, this, like, I just want people to know I'm a lot of things, you know? Layered. Like, I, uh -huh. I said you're yes. layered. I'm layered. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, there's so much to me. And I just want people to recognize that yeah. you might not see all of me at once, but there is a lot to who I am, right. you know? That's a good one. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm sitting here listening to you guys. And even with the question, I was thinking about it. And I think if, if, I, <clears throat> if there's one thing I would like people to truly know about me, and I'm going to go back, pick it back off what um, I've been told over the years um, by people who don't know me. If there's one thing I want people to know about me, is that I'm a simple chick. I really am a simple chick. I don't know. Every time people see me, they think I'm this uppity, uppity, um, just in the heels and can't cook and can't clean type of girl. No, I, you know what I realized during this COVID? The thing that gives me most joy is to cook, like come up with some strange meal that I had never mm. tried before and mm -hmm. have it tasting amazing mm. and to change the linens in my house. Wow. <laughs> I, you are domesticated. <laughs> That gives you joy, like a fresh um, <laughs> linen, though, you know. No, that jump is, is awesome. When you lay I down was... in a bed in, a, in the, something that's new Listen, and smell like when flowers. When I know I'm about to change my sheet, I'll tell you that and body scrub one and just, you know. Let me mess. tell you, I never realized, and I, and, I, and I think it's because I've never truly taken the time to appreciate mm. these things before, right? Because yeah. life has always been like this for me. Bam, 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 bam. But being COVID now, being COVID, with COVID and, yeah. and you know, everything has slowed down so much. I'm, I'm really taking the time to appreciate things and not just yeah. rushing through them. And let me tell you, just changing the linens in my house, I just stand in the doorway and I just look <laughs> at the, bed, the freshly spread bed and I'm like, oh. and even after taking a shower, I don't want to go lay on it. I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, you're like nobody go in this bed. <laughs> oh my god! Nobody go I'm in like, the bed. I'm like yelling at Elizabeth because she can climb up and off the guest bed, and we don't have any guests, but she thinks it's her bed. And every time she waits until I make the bed, that she's like jumping upon it. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but to be what honest, that's the one thing I would love people mm. to know about me. I am really just a simple chick. I'm just a, a simple girl that just like being home with her family and just taking care of them. I'm not all heels and 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 whatever else people say to me. Um <clears throat> Whenever we go out, people be like, oh, you can't cook. You can't cook. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. 
actually sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my specialty. <laughs> very good at it, you know. But yeah, that's one. That's the one thing I think I would love people to know um, okay. about me. But ladies, listen, man, you guys, you guys did great. These questions were great. Your answers were fun. great, and I really hope our listening yeah. audience will truly appreciate and will truly enjoy them. And we rec- we re- we encourage you. Take some time with your, your some time with your girlfriends or your friends or your family, whoever. Ask these questions. It's good to get to know, you know, each other on different levels and, and have a deep conversation as you gotta get deep. We got time to get deep. <laughs> we ain't got nothing but time. But we will so we're gonna use that last question as our sum up since you know it really did um talk about our, us and our individual um um what we'll like about each other but we're going to use that as a summary for this um episode we do want to thank each and every one who will be checking us out we want to thank you in advance and we just hope that again you'll take some time with your family to do the same thing yes ladies do you want to say anything before we say bye-bye no this was fun this was a light episode just randomly inspired guys as I was watching all the beautiful faces on my screen and I think about how very grateful we always are for our listeners I was inspired to say thank you ladies for showing up every time I just enjoy conversations with you guys and sometimes you know I'm so busy then I stop and I have this moment with you guys and it's just refreshing and it's like yeah it's refreshing and I just was like you know what We've been doing this for a year and a little bit now. And just thank you guys. We're always here. And no matter how we enter this space, you know, we're always here. And it's just great. So I agree. I just wanted to share that. Very true. No matter how we enter the space, mercy. We're leaving. It's always always so good. Because sometimes I'm tired. You know, sometimes we come in the space and we just like, eating really quick or we run in this place and we fly through the door and then we just sit and it's just really nice to have this space every time with you guys i agree i agree completely agree okay world we thank you guys for checking us out take care everybody bye friends that's all for today's episode of relationship pasta pasta Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa all one word if you are on the social media situations we can't wait to hear from you like seriously we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss thank you again for listening until next time walk good <laughs>